Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, the ninth edition of the Modern Woodworkers Association online discussion about all things woodworking for July 11, 2012. I'm Tom Iovino of Tom'sWorkbench.com, and I'll be your host for the program. Joining me today from Hotlanta, Georgia, the home of Coca-Cola and the birthplace of the Modern Woodworkers Association, Chris Atkins from High Rock Woodworking. Welcome, Chris. How are you doing today? Doing good, Tom. How are you? Doing fine. Everything okay down there in the south, in the deep south? Oh, just nice and hot down here right now. Yeah. Did you have any of that heat wave? We did. We got up to about 106 uh, last week, so uh, it was nice and warm. Is your shop air conditioned? No, it is not. So I've uh, I've had the the doors open with uh, the fans running wide open. I don't think that's helping. No, it's not. Okay. Well, sit down, enjoy a mint julep or whatever you drink down there in Atlanta. We'll go on to our next one. <laughs> no, no mint juleps. <laughs> no mint julep for you. Not during the not during the broadcast. And from beautiful and from what I understand, also very warm Long Island, New York. Yes, folks, that's how it's pronounced. It's the Ami Palaki of the Penultimate Woodshop dot com. What do you say, Diami? Uh, thank you, Tom, for getting that right. I finally bought the. Uh, finally. I, I finally bought penultimatworkshop.com, and now you get it right. So thanks. I'm gonna. Well, don't worry about it. We're gonna have to eventually switch back. So. <laughs> so how are things in Long Island? Pretty hot though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna complain because it's not over 100, but we've been running in the high 90s. So. E. Nasty e. enough, you know. Typical Long Island, 100% humidity, which well, you that, guys get too. Good. I'm assuming, right? Oh, yeah, we're in the tropics here, just about, so. <laughs> All right, enough with you. Nick, hailing from the sunny, wait, hold on, last but, last but certainly not least, hailing from just outside of Boston, Massachusetts, is Nick, don't call him Rick Rouleau of MansfieldFineFurniture.com. Hey, do you still dig that dirty water, Nick? I love the dirty water. I spent two days underwater thinking of you guys. Aw, so you were diving? I was diving, catching some That's lobsters good. for Justin. <laughs> nice. I'm liking that. So were you successful or, or what happened there? I was. I got a little Good. baggie full of lobster to make a uh, a nice lobster roll next time Justin visits us. Good. <laughs> Sweet. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> all right. It looks like the gang's all here. Now, this month, we're going to be talking about some things like the Furniture Project, which we're going to get into in a lot more detail. But currently, right now, what's going on on everybody's workbench? For me, i got to tell you something. I just came off a of family vacation, went to some primo, primo woodworking destinations. The first one, of course, being the cabinet shop at Williamsburg, Virginia. Wow, if you haven't been, if you haven't been, you owe it to yourself to go. Just an incredible shop, just, just flooded with natural light. Lots of really awesome hand tool uh, woodworking down there. And the docents really know what they're talking about. They're out there working on the benches and just, just really making some beautiful, beautiful pieces of furniture. So uh, that was definitely the highlight of the tour right there. Anybody else? Got get, what else is going on up there, uh, Nick? What's happening? Other than diving for lobsters, what else is going on in your shop? Nothing's going on in my shop. July is always a, a rough month for me with diving and uh, I've got I've got family in town and we're we're doing some uh, renovations on the house. So we got all kinds of other things that are taken away from shop time these days. Okay, I can understand that. But you know, hey, with the warm temperatures, maybe it's a good idea to get away for a little bit of a break, don't you think? I think so. Yeah, Diami, with with the warm with the warm temperatures, what are you working on in the shop? In the shop, I'm actually working on a project, believe it or not. With the warm okay. temperatures, have come a little bit of rain, so I stopped the treehouse for a couple of days. Okay. And I've been working on uh, this image I'm sharing 
it's the outline for the side of the quilt rack I have to make. Uh, my mother, my wife informed me that my mother-in-law is getting this for her birthday in two weeks. So I've been uh, going like gangbusters trying to get this thing done. Um, nice. Yeah, so that's what I've actually been doing in the shop. Milling and milling. A lot of pictures come by very quickly. Yeah, well, I was going for one interesting because you really don't need to see a picture of the dust collector. Oh, but, come on um, now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? And the oh, yeah, it is. is the anyway. There's a lot of dust right there. Yeah, that's all just for me milling for for it. That's why I took the pictures. I emptied the dust collector and then and then filled it. But uh, that's what's going on in my shop is I'm building a quilt rack. There we go. Well, it, lo it looks like you're getting a good start on it there. Now, yeah. Chris, what, what's going on in your shop? Are you are you still working on this uh, project you've been working on for months? No, I mean, I pretty much finished up the bench, and um, I'd started on a uh, – actually went back to an old project that I had a long time ago, and I think I may have touched on this a while back that uh, – at a, an old live edge table that, that I'd done and it needed a little bit of work so I went through and uh, redid it, put some uh, bow ties on the top of it and actually just finished that up but honestly not a whole lot of time in the shop lately. I've been pretty busy so. Okay. Well you know I mean one of those things you've got to do. you got to get out there and finish some of those projects. You know, I think we all have one of those projects just sitting around waiting to get done. Yep. That's and, you it. know, it's one of those deals where it's like you just got to just put in a time and get it done. Yeah, this is unfortunately one of those that I, I built years and years ago, and it was a four-inch thick um, slab of, of white oak, and, you know, it was air-dried in the shop, and uh, I brought it in the house, and it, it had a little bit of movement, so it needed some attention. A little TLC, right? Some of the best things with those big slabs. All right, so now we got that off our benches. Um, Diami, you said there were a couple of posts that piqued our interest. And, uh, and I, once, once you go through these two, I've got one more I want to let everybody know back at home. So you, you go through these two posts. Absolutely. Uh, the first post is by Kenneth Woodruff, who has been a friend back in the days of one of Mark's old, old uh, forums. And Kenneth created the Woodshop widget, which is a web and iOS app for all things woodworking. It does uh, board fee calculations and takeoffs and uh, shellac, uh, shellac thick uh, pound cuts. Thank you. That's the word, pound cuts. Um, yeah, that's it, pound cuts. It does yeah. all, all sorts of, of great woodworking stuff, and uh, you can have it on an iPhone, or if you have a real phone, you can run it in Flash and Android off the web. Um, okay. And it's a great little app and a great tool to have in your pocket, and Kenneth just posted an update to the app, so he's blogging about it, and that's over at Roughwood, R-O-U-G-H-W-O-O-D, dot KennethWoodruff.com. And I'm sure we can get Vandalist to put that in our show notes so people won't have to pay attention right now. So that was the first thing that I saw on the web. And then the next blog post that I really thought was, was cute more than anything, and, you know, as a woodworker, I go for cute, is um, Dave uh, Hanniquit. Hanniquit? I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of his last Sorry, name. Sorry, Dave. He's a fellow uh, Long Island MWA member, and he is the driving force between us finally meeting because I've been a terrible admin and not tried to get us together lately, but regardless, over at his blog, which is woodkaiser.blogspot.com, he has a post, an untitled post, about him building his workbench, and his son was watching him build the workbench, and his son decided that he wanted a little workbench, so he, he, took, um, he took some scraps from the main bench build and built this little bench from his, for his son, and they both seemed to be really enjoying it and the time spent in the shop, so... I thought that was just a nice post about how you don't have to be completely alone out there in the shop. Well, you know, I mean, the best part about that is that you know, that kid is going to remember that for years. I mean, and with any luck, he'll be able to hold on to that bench and then pass it on to his kids. So that really, that, that's one of those projects that's really going to stick around and be something that people are going to talk about for generations. Absolutely. 
And the kids got a may the Schwarz be with you shirt. So what's not to love? What what what, what else nice. is there? Come on now, it's all good. Now there's one post that I want to draw your all all your attention to, and it's it's actually over at my website, um, Tom'sWorkbench.com. I am approaching my thousandth post. Um, you know, I've been writing now for over five years, four posts a week, and math is figured out we're we're closing we're closing in on that thousandth post. And what I've done is I've approached a lot of the people I've spotlighted and companies I've spotlighted over the years. I've got a pretty big giveaway going on with a lot of different things come in. Um, we just found out today that Wood Magazine is going to give away one of their uh, one of their uh, 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 collect DVD collections that has all 209 previous editions on. Um, we've got a dovetail jig that came in. We've got a set of four Bessie clamps with K block with with the uh, K, with the uh, clamping blocks on them. We got a lot of stuff to give away. So please. Go to my site, read up on it, just put in an entry. It's uh, You have to email me, and the instructions are on there. Just what your favorite Tom's Workbench moment was, and you're going to be entered into the drawing. And from there, we're, we're going to draw later uh, when we get close to the 1,000 posts, and uh, we'll announce everybody right around then. So if you haven't had a chance, swing on by. Tom, do you happen to know what post you're at now other than close? 9.53. Okay. So I have four posts a week with a couple of extras, and I'm, I'm going to give whenever new people come on with different uh, different gifts to give. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on that. So I'm looking in early to mid-September, perhaps, of hitting that mark. So with any luck, you know, we'll get there sooner than uh, sooner than later, and we'll have, some, uh, we'll have some good stuff to give away. Now, you're probably going to wonder... Um, what's going on in our in our? If you're watching this on video, you're probably wondering who are all these extra people here. Well, we're being joined by uh, some some really cool folks who have come in to help us talk about this new thing called the Furniture Project, which is actually a meetup of woodworkers um, that, that's going to be taking place. Um, I want to introduce first Scott Oja. Scott, welcome. Turn it on there, Scott. Sorry about that. How's it going, guys? Thanks for inviting Doing us. Now, now, who are you with, Scott? Well, what's your website? Um, um, thefurnitureproject.com. <laughs> okay. No, I, I mean, I'm basically... I've been, I've been active that's, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it? <laughs> They're working on it. <laughs> it's it's designbuildshow.com. Okay, designbuildshow.com, okay. Yeah. I've, I've never really been an active blogger. I've been really active in a lot of woodworking communities for a while. Mm -hmm. Woodnet.net, Lumberjocks, uh, Tommy's. Uh, site and so then kind of transitioned into working on the Wood Expo. It's funny whenever people cite me, my name is usually doesn't have a URL associated with it. Okay, maybe, maybe it's fixed now. That's nah, <laughs> Okay, now down now down the line a little bit. We've got Justin De Palma. Justin, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm good. And you? Doing doing fine. You know, come on. It's uh, it's a Wednesday me. night. We're sitting here talking woodworking. Tell tell me about what you're doing, Justin. What's going on? What's your um, website? Do you have one? I do have a website for myself, which is craftedheirlooms.com. Mm -hmm. uh, I am a full-time woodworker, and that's what I make a living doing. Building nice. Cars. It's good to see pros out there, you know, the folks who are doing it full-time, you know. Maybe it could offer us a little bit of assistance getting toward that goal. I know one day I want to do it full-time after I retire, so. That's the way to <laughs> do it, I think. I, get there. <laughs> I think you got the right idea. Wait to retire. Yeah, wait till you retire. <laughs> they pay you not to come to work and yeah. woodwork, which is a good thing. And last, but certainly not least, person who probably needs no introduction to many people in the online community, but he's a big deal, I'm telling you. I'd like to introduce Eli Cleveland, uh, who is the who's the man behind the scenes making rough cut work. Eli, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Good. How are you? <laughs> doing fine. How's things tonight? Uh, they're good. They're good. I got some rest, so... <laughs> 
Oh, good. Now, what, now the the rough cut. You know, you're working on the show. What um, what what? I mean, he's already shot two seasons, right? Tommy McDonald's already shot two seasons, correct? Two in a can. Right. So we actually on Monday we shot the first episode of season three, and then tomorrow we're on episode two and throughout the summer. Okay, good. So that's okay. So you're gonna get them all put together. Uh, can you give us a preview, a hint? Will Will it be a particular room that you guys are focusing on, or a particular style of furniture you're working on? Just you don't have to give it all away. Just a little teaser. Uh, there's not really a focus. I think this year we we finally figured out how to reconcile kind of interesting woodworking with entertaining television and larger scale projects. So. To me, these are the best projects we've done. Okay, sweet. Well, practice makes perfect, as they say, right? Well, guys, we're here talking about the furniture project. Fill us in. Tell us what's going on with it. Anybody want to jump to the fore? <laughs> I guess I'll jump in. Um, the furniture project, for anyone who doesn't know, for the past four years has been called, we've been doing a show called The Wood Expo, and it's at the New England Home Show, which is the, the biggest home show in the country, I think. Um, yes. And, uh, and so we have a section of it, and what we, what we have tried to do and what we're doing this year is we want to give woodworkers a chance to get out in front of the public and show their stuff and so that just to rebuild that, that connection between kind of custom quality furniture and the buying public. Okay, so really kind of focusing on that, that handcrafted um, aesthetic. You know, that you're not just looking for a piece of furniture, but what goes into making a really quality piece. Yeah, one of our, our biggest things is you're not only buying a piece of furniture, but you're buying somebody to build your furniture. And it's kind of part of what our whole stick is, too. You're getting to meet the person that's making the piece for you, and you get to know them. You know, there's a lot to be said about that. When you when you think about the craft, you know, it's it's you know sometimes you just go to a furniture store, you buy a piece of furniture, you throw it in a spot. A couple of years later, you get tired of it, you want to ditch it. You know, when you actually get to see the person who's doing the work, and that and and get to understand what goes into building that piece, that that makes it a little more special, doesn't it? Yeah, we like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Scott, tell tell me, you know, what what what? How many people do you draw kind of thing? How many how many people are coming are coming to this event? As far as the um, general, oh. public, general public, okay. or it's targeted specifically for furniture project? Uh, you know, yeah, maybe just you know, like attendees and and how many craftspeople? Um, well, it's the I think it's a well, over twenty five thousand people attended annually at the home show, hmm. and it's divided up. I mean. You know, it's kind of a home show, so you'll, you'll find siding, but there is a lot of craft-oriented furniture-type uh, vendors that sell as well. So it's kind of a, a good, even mix. That you'll, you know, It's not like you're going to be there just finding Anderson windows or something. One of the really good things is that it, it's just like Scott said, there's a home show going on, and then we yeah. actually have our, in previous years, we've had our own whole aisle. It's dedicated okay. just to us. So people walk through a show, and then all of a sudden they'll be hit by a ton of just beautiful furniture. And they walk down that, and they get to meet people and 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 just see what's it's it's like a show inside of a show in a way. It, it absolutely okay. is. I was lucky enough to attend this year, and when you get to that aisle, you don't realize you're in the home show. You think you're just in a furniture show, and there's there's wonderful furniture all around, and the people who made it. And I'm not in the market to buy custom furniture, unfortunately, but meeting all you guys and and the other guys who you know aren't on this this uh, podcast, the enthusiasm of the makers just it's palpable, and I think anyone who has even the slightest inclination towards custom furniture, when you meet all these makers who are just bubbling over with excitement about what they made and how they make it, 
I think that's the biggest connection you can make there is connecting prospective customers to the buyers in that in that uh, that realm. Because looking at a piece of furniture is one thing, but when you have the guy who made it get down and explain to you everything about it and how it was made, I think that's what really sells these pieces. We go, of course. Now you, you're in this home show, so you get a lot of foot traffic coming in, which drives, which is great because you get a lot of additional people who would, who would normally come out for a furniture show. They kind of slide in there. What is it? The thing that what's the thing that attracts people to stop the most? What, what, what do you think is, is it the interaction? Is it the uh, craft furniture? Is it the, deta- the attention to detail? What, what do you think draws people in? I, I think it's honestly, we, we kind of came up with a concept and we called it Three Ring Circus. Um, we, we wanted as many demo benches on the floor. We wanted to give um, a lot of these uh, students and furniture makers have never had a chance to interact. So we kind of put a requirement that they need to put on like an hour-long presentation of a technical demo, um, a discussion about design process, just something to interact and get them to um, kind of, you know, provide content, provide something to um, draw crowds in. And so I think that that's, you know, people walk through, sometimes if there's not a demo, you'll see them walk through, stop, glance at the furniture, but there's a demo on, or sometimes even, I think um, some of the guys saw last year, we had like six or seven benches, and we had six or seven demos going out at one time. So... You can just it'd take a while for those people to walk through the aisle. They were watching from dovetails with Chuck Bender to, you know, seeing a stringing demonstration, uh, a stringing demonstration with, with raw boys. You know, so you know, it's basically it's kind of one of those things where not, you know, all furniture makers use tools, and so we wanted to bring that aspect into it and get guy, you know, guys love new saws, guys love the new, you know, power tools. You know, we don't mm-hmm. ignore that. So it's kind of a, there's a there's a, a lot of things that we and Diami and Nick will tell you when you walk through. There's a lot going on. There's the bench demos. There's the furniture there. There's people to talk to. There's there's just everything, and it's and that's the experience I think we're trying to create, or I know we're trying to create, is that you're not just we want you to walk through and catch an eye candy, and then from mm-hmm. there you'll get to meet somebody, and that's more or less it's not it's it's a relaxed atmosphere. It's not going to like a furniture show that you would normally go to, and they just hawk you, hey buy my furniture, or, hey meet me. It's, we we don't try that at all. The idea is that you get to just talk relaxed and meet people and see and there's and there's a lot of times that you'll have a piece of furniture somebody's looking at and it's you'll get to meet another person and then they'll mm-hmm. actually refer you to that furniture maker or something it's it's very friendly no no competition at all and everybody's just there getting along which is really nice well, that's definitely a plus um, now you've been doing this now for four years basically as the wood expo now it's becoming the the the, uh, the new name um, what have you learned over the years as far as you know how to improve it? What, what have you what have what have been the greatest takeaways that you guys have done in the past four years? Demos. Demos. Yeah. Interactive stuff. Yeah, we learned that probably the first year we were doing it. We we and it was all by accident. We just had people on benches and it was just gathering a crowd and that was like that's the ticket right there. Do that mm-hmm. and it's it's doing the simplest thing. It's just a matter of holding a saw in your hand, people are going to walk over and look at you, which is really okay. interesting. Do, do you find that a lot of wood, other woodworkers come, or do you think it's just people who just appreciate fine furniture? What do you think the crowd, what, what, what's the draw on the crowd? Do, do, do you know if there's any particular segments that tend to show up for the event? I know we do get woodworkers, obviously, and especially with the cast we've been getting, like Al Breed, Phil Lowe, Tom McLaughlin, like Some big the names, yeah. going to show up. Uh, so we have that, and then also... Like Justin was saying, it's it's amazing if you're at a bench doing almost anything, like mm-hmm. people just gather. They're like, oh my, like things that we all take for granted. They're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Like a person's using a tool. That's amazing. He, I, <laughs> I think one of the other big things is that when we do the show, there's no power tools. So 
one of the things you'll hear a lot is that, oh, you still do that by hand or something like that. And it's just the fact that, and what the other major thing of the show is that we're trying to educate people. And if you educate them, they'll learn more and they'll want to know more. And they'll want, it's connecting the people with the buyer type thing, the builder with the buyer. And mm-hmm. I, it's, it's an advantage that we use hand tools, but it's, you're using the hand tool because that's the tool you use for that job. It's just, it attracts people. You're just not drawing out any random hand tool. You're, you're actually doing a purpose there, right? Yeah, it's usually when you're seeing that demo, that's the way that thing's done, that okay. particular demo. On top okay. of which, I think a lot of the demos that you guys choose to, to have are purposely not loud power tools because you know, that would be a little bit disruptive. Yes. Anyway, we, we want it to be pleasant walking down the aisle, so too many routers and whatever saws lined up. You know, it, it is funny because I've been to woodworking shows of both types, uh, ones where there's a lot of power tool demos, ones where there's been a lot of hand tool demos, or, or power tools have been excluded. And, um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a, a lot more concentration or ability to concentrate at something you've got hand tools because you're not hearing the screaming motors. And that does draw a lot of attention, but you can actually get more, you can delve more deeply into the uh, hand tool aesthetic when you're out there watching somebody work with just a saw or a plane. Versus, you know, with a table saw or a router. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't understand that if when the tool's being used correctly, it's mm-hmm. fast. And when you get people that know what they're doing with it, it's it's amazing to see how fast it is. Um, one of the 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 best lines I think I ever heard might have been not this past year, the year before, or two years ago. We had we had Al Bree doing a ball and claw carving, and somebody some guy walks up to him and says. Man, what have you been working on that for two days? He looks at the guy and goes, eh, about 20 minutes, and he was almost done it. He was literally just knocking this thing out, and it just it floors people. And it, he, he literally had that crowd there for 20 minutes watching him do this whole thing. Yeah, from just plain wood until you actually had something carved. And, it, you know, there's a lot of skill involved in that. Um, you, do, you, do you find people become interested? I mean, have you seen over the years people who just may have been interested at first and then actually come out later and they are doing the woodworking themselves? Do, do, they, do they relate stories about that? or? Um, I, I think the biggest story we've heard is that, you know, we've met the same folks that maybe aren't woodworkers, but they seek us out. This is like mm-hmm. the fourth year in a row. They're really happy to see that we're there. We're getting bigger. They're, you know. So I don't know exactly, you know, as, as far as their woodworking habits, but they definitely are, are excited to see what we're doing and, and to see, like, the new furniture, the new, you know, the new selection of demos and the speakers. So. Well, repeat customers are always a good a good deal. And especially spreads word of mouth. That's another one that's a, that, that's really good. Um, now, pieces on the floor for sale, correct? Yes. Okay. Do do also people get orders to go and custom make furnitures? They get commissions to go custom make furnitures as well. Uh, furniture pieces. Yeah, and I. Okay. I I mean I don't know if any of you guys have ever done shows, but all my pieces I built on spec, more or less still own, and you more or less are there showing off your abilities to get commissions. And, I, and the, the show has sold some pieces, but it's, I think a lot of it has, it turns into commission work for a lot of people. Okay. One thing we talked about a little bit uh, between uh, the MWA guys, Diami and I, and, and you guys last year was how it seems like there were several different um, people that the show was targeted for. One was, was to draw woodworkers. The other was to draw new furniture makers. Uh, and then what the furniture makers really want the draw to be, which is people with cash in hand to, you know, customers, clients, people who want custom furniture. Uh, it, what What's new or different for 
2013 um, from from last year over the past few years to to on how that breaks down. I mean, we have one awesome announcement that addresses the uh, the customers is go for it. I guess it's three issues leading up to the furniture project. We'll be advertising in New England Home Magazine, who has a very high-end targeted distribution. And so that, you know, I know you guys mentioned a lot last year, the home show crowd is different than what a lot of people expect when you bring your furniture to a show. And we think the home show crowd is certainly a crowd that will buy. You just have to have them in mind when you build. But being able to bring in this higher-end clientele also is going to, that helps bring in, you know, higher-end pieces, which brings in more interest. So it all kind of rolls together. I think that should definitely help you guys. I think the, I'm assuming that's in line with the goal of having attendees who were there for you guys and happen to run into a home show rather than just attendees who are there for a home show and happen to run into you guys. Yeah. Now, do you find there's a lot of friendly competition among the furniture builders? Um, you know, they, they want to wow each other. Next year, they come back and want to do even bigger and better. There have been a couple of people, some of the repeat people who definitely, you know, like have us marked on their calendar. We've been really excited, especially with our interpretive category, which we've built up over the last couple of years, um, which is where we give certain criteria that you have to build within. And uh, so that really, you know, it, it's, a, it's built into it as a competition. You know, here's what you, let's see what you can do within these criteria. And so this year we did step stools, and they're really cool and really a good variety. And then coming up for the furniture project in 2013, we're doing uh, cabinets on stand. Which we think leaves a lot of room for, yeah, a lot of a lot of flair. Yeah, pre previous years we had, there was a lot of criteria you had to fit into, and this year we're trying to open it up a little bit, just to see. We, we don't want to restrict people. We're curious to see what that's going to do for us. I'm trying to get on the website yeah, right now, but I was wondering, other than a cabinet and a stand, are there more rules about contributing, and uh, and if so, have they been published? They have been pushed. If you go on the website, they're under um, event info. There's a call for entries and a rules and eligibility. And, um, so two things. Two things I want to say. First of all, the the website. Um, this is a good time if you want to plug it. Go for it. Designbuildshow.com. Designbuildshow.com. Uh, you'll find the call for entries. Uh, a link to it on the homepage. I think. Um, that brings me to a, another question, which is what what one thing that struck me about you you call it competition between the furniture makers i didn't get that at all aside from the fact that there was a competition you know judging and so forth what i saw was a lot of collegial atmosphere where uh, the makers were talking to one another and doing critiques of each other's pieces and you know how did you do this how would you approach that how did you know what was your inspiration all the really great interaction that not a lot of us get in the shop can you talk a little bit about what opportunities opportunities there are for furniture makers for for your show? Scott, do you want to take this? Uh, sure. I think uh, you know you just brought up a good point. I think it's an educational uh, opportunity for a lot of furniture makers. Uh, example, case in point, you know, the first year we brought in workbenches. You know, we brought in Eli. Thank you for the inspire your large TV and hooking up and putting people's portfolio up while we, they're doing demonstrations. But a guy named Peter Turner from Portland, Maine came down and 
sure enough, pulled out two screws, and he hung a huge sign on the front of the bench, and he came over here, and he flipped open a digital uh, picture frame, and he put his portfolio on it, and he pulled up business cards, and he pulled out his book, and he pulled out business cards and postcards. I mean, this guy was a marketing animal, pulled out his, you know, book that he was printed in. And I, I think it was a great opportunity, you know, with Neil Layman's, we stopped everyone and said, you guys, take a look over here. You know, here's someone who, when he comes to a show, he's prepared, he's got the materials to sell, to talk, to show, you know, his talents, his wares, his diversity of skills and stuff. So I, I think just the, you know, being, like Nick said, immersed with people, they, they, you know, at the end of the show, you'd think that some of these guys have been friends for life, you know? I mean, they're just... They're just really good buddies, and they hang out, and, you know, I think it's it's a great way for them to grow. One of the great things about the show is that we we have guest presenters every year, which are the basically the big wigs in furniture making, the ones you see in the magazines, the popular people that are, they've made a living at it, they're doing really good work, high-end work. We get those people there every year to do demos for us. And then you have a group of people that are, hobbyist or whatever and they just they're really getting into doing furniture and they want to show it and this show gives them the opportunity to do it not only for free but it gives them the ability to actually get to spend the the a four-day weekend with somebody who's making a living and showing you and telling you what needs to be done and you have the ability to just walk up to them and ask them things I mean you want to you want to see how Tom McLaughlin runs a business or, or talk to him about what he does and it's just amazing. You get, you have that opportunity to spend with these guys and talk to them. I guess I'm curious, too, as far as when does everything start? You know, when does the this next uh, 2013 start up? You know, how many locations and stuff you got up? So we launched the website yesterday, and that was kind of our big, um, that was kind of the beginning of this rotation for us. So that means the call for entries is out there. People can start building for it. They know what they're looking for. To go back to Diami's question, there are two categories you can enter in. One is an open category. Anything you want, send in the photos, and, um, and if it's good, we'll put it in. And then the other is the interpretive category, and there are a couple of rules, but it's, it's like cabinet on stand, has to have a detachable base, mostly wood, uh, maybe a couple other things. Yeah. I, I got it up. It's cabinet on stand. The stand needs to be removable for transport, primarily solid wood construction. Veneers are acceptable. And now I forgot what Chris's question was. <laughs> That's all right. No, I was just asking, you know, when the first shows are going to start and, um, and just how many locations you've, you're going to have. Right. So this year we are still um, just at the New England Home Show, and the show is the last weekend of February, the 21st okay. through the 24th. And um, we haven't quite gotten to the point where we're expanding yet, but <laughs> it's in our minds. There is also a deadline for submitting your furniture. Uh, it's... January 1st, correct? Uh, maybe the 11th. The 11th, that's what it was. I thought it was the 31st. That was last year. You guys are shortening it up on me. Well, <laughs> it gets harder and harder on us every year, so. <laughs> <laughs> you think you got it hard. <laughs> now, just, you know, just another question. I mean, you know, when we're talking about furniture and different pieces, you know, obviously you've got an open category, you've got an interpreted category. You know, when it comes to furniture styles, I mean, do you see a wide variety of furniture styles, more classical pieces like a Heppelwhite, more modern pieces, uh, shaker pieces. I mean, it, is, is anything goes as far as style? Yeah. yeah. We Last year we had everything from period furniture all the way up onto super modern lighting, which is, it was really neat. And it was, it's pretty diverse. I mean, you can see a lot of different things there and it, it just, 
depends on who submits. And then the nice thing is that we've had all different stuff, so that when the people look through the website, they're going to see that there is everything there, and they'll be able to be uh, intimidated not to not to sign up. Hopefully. So if I'm a specialist in, in modern furniture, I, I'm welcome just as much as somebody making a Sheridan uh, reproduction. Definitely. Okay. All right. That's good. Because you know, some people, some people in particular, they, they they like certain periods, and it's good to see that everybody's included. No, we're we're just looking for good quality furniture. Diami, you had something. Uh, I was actually just I've I've screen shared. I was just posting my pictures from last year's event, uh, and you, to Who's reiterate that, some fella. Yeah. Uh, that's that's Kevin Mack. <laughs> but um, to, to touch on that point about the different furniture is you've got a little bit of everything um, Kevin Mack's pieces are I don't even know what kind of style to describe them but they're intricate and just unbelievably ornate and, and fancy you've got um, Morton's table with these, these uh, bent leaves that he made for his first chandelier and I'm going to skip over this is Quentin Kelly's bench I'm showing now, and this is the piece that I actually fell in love with. It's more modern lines, and I think it's walnut, uh, but it's dark, whatever it is. And so there is, there's, there's furniture for everyone there. If you're a, a connoisseur of furniture, everything is beautifully made, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, no matter what style you like, you will find something there. And, and here are those nice lights from McCoy we were talking about mm -hmm. before. Impressive work. It really is. So we have a couple of questions and, and comments from... Uh, some of the viewers, Rob Boyce, one of our one of your um, frequent get frequent showers, demonstrators, uh, says that he he knows that Rough Cut and and or Tommy were sponsors last year, and he's curious what the arrangement is this year. Is is Rough Cut still sponsoring the show or part of the show, or how's it how's that all working out? Uh, we're still working out. Um, we're still working out exactly how we're going to have Rough Cut and Tommy there. We certainly are going to have them there. Um, and it, it is, there are a lot of semantics I've learned when you're dealing with branding and television shows and stuff. So it, the, I, the principle is something like it won't be the furniture project presented by Rough Cut. It may be Rough Cut or the furniture project presenting Rough Cut. So yeah. we're there, they are there as a guest rather than the sponsor of the show. So we're working on things like that. Okay. And the comment we had from, from Tim Johnson, also from Boston, incidentally, he says, in, in 2013, I'd love to see multiple roundtable discussions where MWA woodworkers will all sit down and discuss compelling topics uh, like future of the industry, technology advance, uh, advances, success, failure, post-mortems, Brainstorming ways to overlap with other industries, sharing key influences, etc. One very interesting topic would be how does this group lead? I guess by this group he means modern woodworkers. Um, talk a little bit about the roundtables you guys had. We we are actually working on. There's two answers I think to your question there. One is we are thinking about or we're we're trying to figure out how to do a basically a get together night. Uh, where we're going to have one night where everybody gets together. So in a way, you guys will be able to have your roundtable there. And then I think the other answer is, and I'm not sure this is the right answer to it. I don't know how to say this right, but... Maybe if you guys want to have a roundtable, have one. <laughs> we'll give you a place to have it. Like, okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, you're, you're not going to limit us to one night of going out, right? No, no, no. It's, no, we're, we're looking... You were there last year, and you've seen how we went out, and it wasn't very successful. 
and we're trying to figure out how to do that kind of privately, but with everybody there, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And then also something new we did last year, Scott, if you want to talk about this, we did the panel discussion, which I think we'd like to expand on. Scott? Oh, there. <laughs> no, no, Scott. <laughs> no. You so, were in there, this great expression on your face. Again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, last year was great from a, a standpoint, the panel discussions just... We're able to, you know, again, we, we have these very knowledgeable, you know, I think some of the leading craftsmen in America. We're able to get them together and try to, you know, again, not do brain suck, but, you know, pull out some information from them, figure out how they made it, you know, try to, try to you know, have them, you know, influence and give some inspiration to a younger generation. And I, I think we all know, you know, kind of a lot of topics that go on within the online woodworking communities is how do we make sure we continue this? How do we... You know, with that, with the high schools not having shop programs and stuff, you know, how can we get folks to, to start getting in um, and be inspired to take up tools and, and design furniture? And you know, just the the front the discussion panels are just a neat opportunity, something to change it up, where you know they could interact with the the general audience. And I think that next year when we do it, we're going to definitely go ahead and let people submit questions ahead of time. We're going to as soon as possible. We want to try to line up and get our panel. I mean, we're shooting to try to get a schedule firmly out there by maybe end of October, if possible, just so people could travel plan, you know, make travel plans, um, and we could get a little bit more um, organized. Uh, we had another question um, regarding how the how the competitions are juried. Who juries the prospective woodworkers for the show, and is there a limit to the number of woodworkers the show is going to have? Our only limit is really space, um, and our top criteria, uh, the organizers, jury, the um, who gets in, and so our main criteria is quality, really. Um, we ask for a few shots of a piece, and it, if we need to know more information, we'll contact the person and you know, say we need this angle or whatever. Like we said, style, we're not too worried about, things like that. We, we just want to show high-quality furniture. And then within the show, we have awards, and the awards are juried by our, our guest speakers, so the Bill Lowe's and Glenn Gorinos and all those guys. Have you lined up your speakers for next year yet? We are in the process of that right now. Yes. Any, any, anybody you want to mention now? No. <laughs> I hear there's this guy named Diami who's going to be there. Maybe you should get him on to speak. I hear he's got a round table. I only, I only give talks when it's 3 a.m. and I'm drunk. Oh, good. <laughs> I Preferably near an elevator. Yeah, I, and don't make that guy mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always pleasant. No, we'll be real. That's one of the reasons we wanted to get the website out there, and we've got Facebook and Twitter and Google Pluses so that uh, as confirmations come in from speakers, from sponsors, um, just for different events we're having, we'll be able to update people real time. You know, you 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 bring up Eli. You bring up a point about sponsors. Um, who are some of the sponsors you guys have for the event? Are you still is everything still not locked down yet? It's not locked down yet. That's uh, along okay. with the website we built a sponsor packet. Um, okay. We've been in touch with some people, but now we'll be able to really sit down and, and have the... I, it has to be known, and I, there's a number of you guys that do know this, but the last four years, five years, this has all been put on for free. And it's, it still is free to the public as far as the people that submit and the furniture. It doesn't cost you anything to get into the show. Just submit your pictures. We'll accept you if they're really good quality. And... As far as the furniture maker comes in, you just come into the show, 
All we ask is that you do a couple demos for us, and outside of that, it's free for you. Um, everything else, as far as the sponsorship goes, in previous years, we've had no sponsors. It is been off of... It's been free because it's been out of pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's guys that have spent a lot of money and a lot of do a lot of work just to get this show put on. And it's, well, I, we do have to credit Woodcraft. They yes. have thrown in a lot of prizes for it. Yeah, and, and, and Rough Cut as well. Yeah, and it's, a lot of publicity through them. It, it's, it's a lot of favors and a lot of hard work. And it's, and we're, it, it's part of that whole, that was part of the whole branding thing with Tommy, and, and that's part of the reason that the name changed, is that we can hopefully shift it a little bit and, and give an even better show. I think definitely you guys so uh, one point that Justin made that I, I want to underline because I think it's probably one of the, the most attractive aspects, well, one of many attractive aspects for this show for furniture makers is that if your piece gets accepted, you get in the door and you get to show and you get to practice your marketing and you get to potentially sell for zero. I mean, you got to travel, but you're in the door, you're showing your piece, and there's no cost to you as a furniture maker. Which is a pretty rare opportunity. No, that's one of the things we've done with a lot of the the rules we make and the policies we have is we're trying to get rid of some of some of the barriers to entry like money. You know, we want the barrier to be quality and effort and desire. You know, that that would be our ideal. We don't want people to say like I don't have the money to do that or I don't have a place to go and show it and things like that. Um, okay, so how? Uh uh, give give people your coordinates again so that people can get in touch with you if they have questions beyond what we've asked here, um, how they can find you online, maybe uh, as individuals uh, on Twitter and so forth. Where do people go? We Eli? have uh, our website is designbuildshow.com, and there's a little contact us form there, and it also has a lot of info about the show. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash designbuildshow. We are on Twitter at designbuildshow. And we're on Google Plus at some ridiculous number. But just look up the furniture project. Oh, and just, I, I guess to explain, we never mentioned this, the design build show thing, <laughs> the reason those words keep coming up, that's the way we're structuring the show this year. We've chosen those as kind of three steps in the process of making and selling furniture. So you spend time designing, and we'll feature things like, you know, drafting by hand and computer modeling and things. And then there's obviously the build section, which is all the demos. And then the show, which is, you know, the entered furniture and the, the key part to getting in front of the public. So that's where that terminology comes from. Tagline. Yeah. I like it. For what it's worth, <laughs> I think it's effective, and you you need that kind of specific branding because one of the things we discussed last year was uh, what what came across to some participants as a slight lack of focus. But I think just talking to you guys now, you you took that to heart, and you know what you're talking about now. And just the the blog name as well as the discussion 
clearly seems to to know that you're connecting people with buyers, and and I think that's going to be a lot more successful this year because of that focus. Yeah. And as a throw, also uh, one last thing is that if anyone cannot make it to the show, we are trying to we have about 53 hours of video that is going up on our website. So any presentation, any anything that's recorded, where the videos will be up on our site. So go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and that, that is that is also to piggyback off what Scott's saying is that we last year did it and we'll continue to do it this year is there's constantly tweeting going on at the show of what's happening. There's pictures always being posted. It's just for the people that can't make it, we try to make it as much as they're there as can be type thing. Little Eli's fingers hurt all the time, but <laughs> I think I think that's a, that's an important point to make too. Is the more the more information you can share to makers across the country. I know we have a bunch of people watching online now, um, as from as far away as uh, Washington State. I think is probably our farthest right now. Um, who wish they could make it that far across country for this show, um, but want to see what's going on and want to keep in touch. And I think the more information that's out there for them to see, the the uh, the better chances we have of drawing more and more better and better pieces from around the country, around the world. We have one more question from Vic, who says, uh, who asks, is there a way for the public to support the show? Uh, a donate button on the site, perhaps, something like that. There is not currently, but um, we we've been talking about how to implement something like that. So it'll we'll we'll spread the word when when we do figure that out. And Rob has volunteered to wear a helmet cam this year. Awesome. <laughs> that may not be necessary. Thank you. <laughs> we can call it the cougar cam. <laughs> oh, no. We just got to give him the cam. He's already got the helmet. Oh. <laughs> All right, good. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, is there anything else you wanted to uh, to say before we let you guys go for the night? Thank you. Yeah, appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks for being on, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Also, this past year for uh, for showing up and making it a, a get together. That was, it was a lot of fun to meet everyone. It was a pleasure to meet you guys, and uh, looking forward to hopefully attending next year. And thank you all for coming on. Thank and you, guys. And unfortunately, we have lost Tom. His audio has went completely down on us. He, uh, I think he got his tongue stuck in the fan he was trying to talk through a minute ago. I'm not quite sure, but. Um, Anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. And uh, like I said, I appreciate you guys coming on. And uh, it was good talking to you. And we hope to hear a lot more about it and um, see how it goes. Thank you. I'm Chris Atkins of uh, Hierarch Woodworking. I've been Diami Plotky of penultimatewoodshop.com. And I'm at Diami Plotky. That's at D-Y-A-M-I-P-L-O-T-K-E on the Twitters. And Nick Rulo at Mansfield Fine Furniture, Mans Fine Fern on Twitter. And Tom may, may just be back. I'm back. <laughs> Tom is back. <laughs> when all else fails, get out of the get out of the hangout. Come back in. <laughs> I feel like I've been I've been redeemed here. Okay, so so where are we? What are we doing, huh? <laughs> we we're, we're wrap up, Tom. Just oh, good. I'm Tom. I have you know Tom'sWorkbench.com, and I'm Tom Tom's Workbench on Twitter. Come check me out on the Twitter and the internet thing. <laughs> 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 All right, oh. Good night, everybody. All right, good night, good night everyone. Good For night. everyone, peace out. <laughs>